Welcome, guys. We are here today and we are speaking about growing pains, the pain of giving birth. Um, so I'm going to be doing this room. It's your girl, Coach T, with Miss Bev. Miss Bev is a midwife and I'm going to allow her to introduce herself and then we're going to get straight into it. So good evening, Miss Bev. How are you? Good evening. I'm fantastic, thank you. How are you doing? I am great. How is your day being? Yeah, you know, we, we, we moved. We continue moving. <laughs> obstacles we face, we, we continue on. So, yeah, I mean, the weather's been amazing. I was on Westminster Bridge. It was absolutely phenomenal. Lovely. The weather is so good. It's like, so good. it's really I'm weird because so it's got a lot cooler today. It's got a lot cooler than it has been before um so now it feels like this is gonna be a crazy good day a good stand of weather a good week do you know what i haven't seen that yet i keep saying that i'm gonna go and see it but i haven't seen it yet so i'm just like Really, I need to go. I need since we did that in her story, I actually need to go and see it because I swear before we studied that, I really didn't even know it was there. To be honest, I've never heard of the woman. I smell a day trip coming on. Let's get it, girl. Yeah, so um, yeah, so my name's Bev. I've been a midwife for 13 years coming up now. I originally worked within the a hospital unit, but now I'm in the community, um, offering lots of love and fairy dust and sprinklings of hope and joy in the community's um surroundings. So yeah, that's me. Yes, and she is incredible. And actually, she's been one of my students on some of the journeys which I've been offering. Um, through mindset, through leveling up, through exercise and fitness. And actually, guys, she's stepping out to create her own thing. So we've tag teamed on a room today. It's almost like the teacher supporting the student, but she is a master in her own right. So it's going to be pretty cool to chop up today because the topic is growing pains. And what I love about this is Y'all know me, when I come here, I'm like, get out your pen, get out your paper, because we feel in a teach today, okay? And um, I'm gonna speak about it from a spiritual, emotional, and mental point of view. And Miss Bev here is gonna chop up about the physical point of view. And hopefully we're gonna see how they cross over and relate to each other. Yeah. So right now, we're going to just keep going. We're going to make sure that everything is flowing and popping. And so from there, it's going to be magic. So I was thinking, right, every time, y'all know when I do these rooms, I literally deal with spirit only, okay? If spirit tells me to do it, I do it. If God don't say don't do it, I don't do it. And it's really funny because I've been taking the week off. And lately, these weeks off that I randomly keep taking, keep coming, a lot out of nowhere. And when I say out of nowhere, I don't plan them. I don't pre-plan them. I just listen. I listen to them. And from that place, I'm like, right, if that's what God is telling me to do, then I need to be obedient. And what's interesting is when I was taking this week off from Monday, the bank holiday, I decided, right, I'm going to take the rest of the week off. I really realized that I wasn't feeling great not because of anything in particular, but I had just recognized like, oh my God, baby girl, you've reached a different place in your life. 
and that place is called growth and that place is very uncomfortable and there's a certain part of that change that comes with growing that mentally you could want to quit you could feel like giving up because there's certain parts that come with growing and changing that are so uncomfortable that you just feel like yo I'm packing all my bags and I'm out yo yo I am out I'm out but I just wanted to speak about it because I feel like everybody encourages you to grow. Everybody encourages you to leap. Everybody encourages you to do that thing and take that change, right? But there's parts that come with that growing and there's parts that come with giving birth to something that nobody talks about. And a major sign of this is when you start questioning yourself. When you start questioning yourself and when you start feeling intensely lonely, it is an intense loneliness. It's not a normal kind of loneliness. It is intense. So much so that you will pack your bags and be like, I'm out. But I just wanted to tell you guys that instead of thinking about quitting, I just wanted to have this conversation to say to you guys that, you know what, it's growing pains. And it's actually what it feels like to give birth to something new. And the great thing about Bev being here is the first time that I actually experienced this in my life, like with awareness, was when I gave birth to my second son. And funnily enough, on Bank Holiday Monday, I had a little barbecue and my friend came over and she's just had her second child. He's about what, he's a year now. And she's like, why did nobody tell me it was gonna be so lonely? Why did nobody tell me that it was gonna be so lonely? I think there's a part of having your first child where you kind of just crack on because you really don't know what the change is. But guess what? Everybody else has had kids out here. So they figured out a way to do it. You figure out a way to do it. But I personally experienced that level of loneliness with my second child and she's now going through it. And I laughed because I was like, I told you, babe. And she was like, no, 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 no one told me. I was like, I did. But that was the first time in my life where I experienced that immense feeling of loneliness and actually it was a spiritual awakening for me it was when a lot of things changed in my life and it was also when I just decided like yo I'm gonna have to become a different person I'm gonna have to do things differently I've now got different reasons to live and this is this is just change and this is a change that I didn't think was going to hit me because I already had a child. So really, how difficult could it be? But actually, I was in a different season of my life and things started to look different, feel different, be different. And as a result of that, I had to show up differently. And I think it's the same when we have children. There's a certain level of it that we're just not prepared for. I don't care how prepared you think you can be. I don't care how many books you've read, how many people you've been around. Something happens internally and um it's a change and it and i'm just calling it growing pains what's you guys to say bev sorry you were forgetting how to work my mic i'm gonna get there one day <laughs> god help me um yeah um from a sort of like mechanical point of view i think that you know you you're a little girl and you play with your dolls you grow up into a woman, you meet the man of your dreams, in inverted commas, so they say, um, and then you think you're going to have a baby and live happily ever after, and, it's, and you're going to dress it up in pretty knickers, put pigtails in its hair if it's a girl, and <laughs> match your clothes if it's a boy, and it's all going to be gravy, right? Literally. <laughs> <laughs> it just goes 
um, it just, it, as I said, not in Nogoso. Mm. Nothing doesn't go like that. Because some of the obstacles that you might face when thinking about having a family are, first of all, can you even conceive? Mm. You, might, you might have infertility issues. Number one, there's something, tick that off. And have had, you know, sometimes when ladies are pregnant, sometimes you can come across so many other obstacles. Some ladies have pre-existing conditions already before they even get pregnant. They may be mental health issues. They may be things like blood pressure. There may be obesity. They may be diabetes. So these are all other issues that kind of come in and change the nature of how your pregnancy runs. Yes. And how do we... So just breaking down some of those things. So for like people who have infertility issues, you know, sometimes it's like we get to a certain age, right? Or we've been in a good relationship for long and everybody starts going, when are you going to have a baby? When are you going to have a baby? When are you going to have a baby? As if it's like the next level of success, as if it's the next thing to tick off your list. Do you get what I mean? It's just like, when are you going to get married or this and that? And it's like, we have no idea what people are facing behind what they show up, right? We have no idea what people are going through. And I think that although more awareness has been raised around these issues, sometimes we can be so ill-mannered and insensitive, right? And and to be honest, sometimes I think it really does come from a place of being happy because I'm the type of person, if I see a couple who have been together years and they just look amazing, everything they do is amazing, I'm like literally dribbling over their whole relationship. I am that person that's like, oh my God, I probably don't ask, when are you going to have a baby? Because I do recognise that there is a lot of stuff that comes with having a baby. But I will be like, when are you getting married? Oh my God, she deserves to be married. You deserve to put her in. And it's so crazy because when you break it down, it's like somewhere along the lines, we've been conditioned that these things are the next level of success. That these things are the things that are going to make us, I don't know if it's going to make us feel like we've achieved something, if we're on the right path, or if we're doing the right things. But if you are having difficulty with this, like, say, infertility, how do you as like a midwife, because I guess people come to you when they're pregnant, but how would you recommend, yeah, to them, like mentally, emotionally to stay, you know, in the building? Well, I mean, that's what the referral system is for. So as midwives, we don't really deal with the infertility. You come to us once you are once you are pregnant, and then you are treated with kid gloves for the rest of your pregnancy. So it's called, it's called a precious uh, pregnancy. I mean, for me, all pregnancies are precious. Um, but obviously these mums, because of what they've gone through, they have a completely different mindset. So they are walking on glass the entire pregnancy. Wow. You know, so, um, and obviously, you know, they get things like consultant care. They get a, a whole different um, uh, a route through their pregnancy than uh, bog standard, uh, a lady that just conceived quite easily and had no problems, you know. So um, it's, it's a whole different ballgame for these sorts of women. And again, you know, some of the conditions I mentioned before, women just believe that, you know, it's going to be, there are some ladies that, are pregnant and they miscarry and it's like well i just thought i would fall pregnant be pregnant have a child it never occurred to me that i might miscarry and i think preparing yourself before pregnancy preconception advice 
preconception health, losing a little bit of weight before you conceive, things like this. I mean, obviously, some things you can't, you can never explain away some things. It just, you know, you put it down to God and the universe. Um, that um, everything that happens is for a reason. But I think sometimes if we were to prepare women pre, you know, before they actually conceive, and about oh, kind of easier in the kind of position yeah just to make things easier it doesn't mean that you didn't do this so that's why you miscarried or you didn't do this so that's why you're you know you've got diabetes or whatever but if we can at least prepare them because these are some of the risks that can happen and babies can deteriorate in the womb so so quickly well this is the thing the reason why i think that's good that you brought up just to refresh the room we're talking old things growing pains and the pain of giving birth but guess what guys we're not actually just talking literally giving birth and growing pains i'm talking about it from a mental spiritual and emotional place and bev is tying it in with you physically just so you're able to see it in real life because i think sometimes when we're stepping into new territory and we're birthing something whether that is a business whether that is an idea whether that is a new habit whether that is a new way of being it actually comes with pain and i think that sometimes the illusion is go ahead live your best life create that business do that thing you're going to your life is going to be so much better as a result of it and although that is true Nobody really talks about the pain factor that comes with it. Nobody talks about the numbness that you experience, the loneliness that you experience, the questioning yourself that you experience, the wanting to quit that you experience. And I've been in the game a minute in terms of creating businesses, in terms of building businesses, in terms of just doing, I say a doing life my way. And I say that because there was no blueprint to what I wanted to create. There still isn't one. I've actually got a coach right now and she keeps saying, is there a formula of somebody out there of who's done this? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and she's like, what? And I'm like, no, there isn't. I can't see anybody that's done this in this way of how I want it to look and how I want to build it. And so I can get support, right? I can get help, I could get advice, but there is no blueprint for what I want to build. There is no, this is how you do it. There is no how-to manual. And it's the same when we talk about parenting and giving birth, right? So I wanted to touch on these topics because I know that a lot of people in the room are going through spiritual awakenings. I know that a lot of people in the room are getting ready to birth their own businesses. I know that people in the room are getting ready to step into new territory. And I just don't want you to be unprepared. And if you're already on this journey of spiritual awakening, you're on this journey of changing your habits, you're on this journey of building and creating your business, and you've reached a point where you feel like you want to quit, or you've reached a point where it feels that like there's too much pressure or it's too intense or you can't do it I am just coming through to remind you guys that we've got a push and we've got a press because when that pressure hits right in the birth canal when you if you are a mother and you have had to push out a baby and that head comes down there is a pressure and if the if the labor pains weren't as intense as they needed to be in the beginning they literally intensify at that moment but you've only got one choice to make in that moment babes and that choice is to push and that is the same choice that you are going to have to make when you are having a spiritual awakening when you are stepping into creating a new business there is growing pains and i just wanted to go through some of this and what it feels like in real life so again you can start to feel super lonely you can start to feel numb. 
you could start to feel stuck. You could feel like there's too much pressure on you or there's just a hell of stress. You start questioning your decisions. And the reason why I love that, right, is because when we start to go on these paths, right, we actually feel good. We actually feel like, yes, we're applying the tools, we're doing the methods, we're reading books, we're doing whatever it takes. Oh, we've got the people coming to support us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you originally, you start to feel good. But when you're just about to actually really and truly break through, when you are just about to really step into new territory, when you're just about to really strip back who you are, there comes a questioning. There comes a questioning. And this questioning, if you really get to the root of it, is doubt. If you really get to the root of it, it's actually you just stripping your ego off because we don't actually understand how long we've been living in our ego. So when you, I don't know if, if Bev has experienced this when she's with people that have given birth, but there was a time when I started feeling like, well, what the hell have I done? Oh my God, <laughs> what have I done by giving birth to these kids? Because what am I feeling to do? <laughs> stopping laboring I stopped them and I said actually I'm going home <laughs> now because I don't like this see I literally said I'm not now it's all right don't worry I'll go and I'm that gonna, is I'm the part you yeah. reach that in your journey with self-love you reach that in your journey with healing you reach that in your journey of stepping in new territory. You reach that place. You reach that place where it feels like, you know what, bro, I've tried everything. I've done everything by the book and I quit. I'm out. Like, screw, pull up, get me out of this vehicle. And not everybody wants to admit it. But I'm just here to tell y'all that if you're experiencing that, that is a major part of the journey too. But the difference is, who are you willing to become in that season? Do you recognize it as part of growing or do you recognize it? Or are you the person that starts to tell yourself, I'm never going to change. I'm never going to improve. Things are never going to shift. Because this is where you have to become aware. My brother says, what's your tinker? What's your, what's your tinker? <laughs> it sounds a bit vulgar to me, but what he means is watch the way that you think in those moments because the way that you think in those moments is everything especially when we're talking about the process that we go through with self because I am telling you guys that wanting to quit is real that part where you feel like you have tried and nothing is moving is real that part where you put in new boundaries new practices new methods and it feels like yo everything is coming against you it is real but you have a choice and decision to make in those moments and the decisions that you make in those moments are vital in whether you push through and you become a better person on the other side or whether you actually fall off because you've built yourself up to quit and there's enough momentum over you quitting you've told yourself you could quit a million times before so this time it's no different did you have something to say Beth? Sorry, Bev, you've unmuted yourself and I keep bouncing back. I keep hearing myself. Um, in conjunction with what you're saying there, okay. is, um, you ladies may all be aware that towards the end of labour, there's, a, there's a, a phase that's called the rest and be thankful phase. That's what we call it. And, um, 
it usually comes about before you're about to give birth and everything stops, contractions stop. You are just like, you're literally having an out-of-body experience at this point. You're dead. You're literally dead and looking down at yourself. And you just can't. You just absolutely, there's literally nothing. There's nothing you can push. There's no air in your body. There's no sense in your head. You're done. It's, it's over. Mm. And there's actually something that I noticed, and I picked this up a couple of years into my career, that this is when you have to be really quiet and really, really still. And you have to just kind of, I don't know, it's, it's wherever that woman is, you go and you find her there. I always said that every single woman was innately built with this extra last little bit of reserve. And that little reserve is only there, given by the creator for this moment and only this moment. And when you decide you give up and you say to them, no, come on, you can do this. You're almost there. You're at the finish line. You can see it. You can smell it. And this is just about instilling confidence and just kind of empowering them at that point to remember how powerful and how strong they are. And they literally stamp both feet on the floor and they growl, they growl, and they dig and they go and find their backpack and in there they find that courage, they find that strength, and it's there that they deliver their child. And it's just such a, an amazing thing to behold, I tell you. I love that. Do you know why I love it? Because I was listening to a word today by, um, oh God, who was it by? Toure. And he was talking about there being opportunities, right? We're all asking for a miracle. We're often asking for a miracle, but perhaps we actually need to ask God for the opportunity because the miracle is going to come in the opportunity, but we're too scared to ask for the opportunity. It's like God will give you a boat. You'll be praying about the boat, but he will give you the wood and the hammer and you have no idea that you're supposed to build the boat. And this is this exact moment. This is where it happens in us, in, in, our, in our self awakening, in our spiritual awakening, in our stepping into creating a business. There is the moment where I promise you they, the tools are within you. The resources are around you. The support is waiting for you to ask for it to show up like arcs from your inner self not just with your mouth and it will be there to assist you but it will look and feel like quitting it will look and feel like you've got nothing left it will look and feel like you are done it will look and feel like that but in reality it is that point of rock bottom that is going to help you elevate it is that point of rock bottom where you're going to decide that I ain't got no other choice but to get up and what he said is we need to bring out the tiger. That's when we need to growl, like we need to roar. We need to like literally release that tiger that is within all of us. I've actually got a book called Taming Tigers, Wicked Book. It's the same kind of thing. It's about bringing out your tiger. And we've all got that inside of us. So I love that. Ironically, Bev said that because we haven't spoken before this. We just chopping up live as we do. Um, so I'm going to move on with some other um, signs of growing pains. You will experience vivid dreams. Oh, wait a minute. I need to talk on this because when you are a spiritual woman, let me tell y'all, your dreams, they start coming rapid and thick. 
they start coming like you don't even know how to make sense of them sometimes. Sometimes they're very, very clear. Other times you're dreaming things, you're fighting stuff, you're waking up, you're thinking, oh my God, I don't feel good because of a dream that you had or you're seeing things in your dreams and then you wake up and you're experiencing them days later. Please recognize this as a spiritual awakening. Please recognize this as something is calling you higher. Please start to normalize talking about these things because people don't speak about them and then you stay there and feel like you're going crazy. But this is an amazing part of the journey. And actually, it doesn't feel amazing. I'm not going to lie. It doesn't feel amazing, <laughs> especially if you can't figure out, especially if the dreams are reoccurring, because there's something that, that God wants you to know, right? But you might not be able to get it. But if a good thing to do is to keep a, a sleep journal um, and a dream journal. So record anything that you might remember, because it might not always make sense now, but there will come a time where I'm telling you, you will be able to pick up patterns and messages from your dreams. So make sure if you're a vivid dream, if you're having vivid dreams, if you're having reoccurring dreams, if you're noticing that, yo, I never used to dream, but all of a sudden I'm starting to dream, recognize it as a spiritual awakening and start to get out your pen and paper and write down as much as you can when you wake up. And even if you can't remember the dream, but it felt intense, just record your feelings, record what it goes to. And it's funnily enough, when I am pregnant, I have the wildest dreams ever. Oh my God, I'd be dreaming all kind of madness, all kind of isms and schisms. And I'm like, God, no, this, this need not be true. <laughs> I'd be dreaming madness. <laughs> all kind of crazy things I be dreaming and another time when I was having really crazy dreams was when I got engaged <laughs> when I got engaged yeah that's why I didn't get married because I didn't like the dreams I was having I promise y'all on god I was having dreams that were that were scaring me realistically it was fear but again it was because I was about to step into new territory and nobody gave me this awareness and because of the dreams I freaked myself out and I freaked myself out till I called it off but actually I was having those dreams because I was stepping into a new version of myself and I just needed to level up. But nobody was giving me this awareness that that was a part of a growing pain. That was a part of me stepping into new territory. I guess it's different when you have a baby because there's only one way that it's coming out, right? So the dreams stop when the baby comes out. But you, if I could run out of something, I will run. So I'm just telling you guys, if you're having these signs, recognize them as a part of you growing. You will also start to experience more and more and more synchronicities. So, you know, you post something, you clock the time, it's 11.11. Oh, you think something, your phone rings. Oh, you was thinking about that, then everything leads to it. You have a conversation yesterday, you wake up in the morning, the conversations are following on. All of these things are signs of you growing. All of these things are signs of you stepping into new territory, taking leaps, that they, they come thick and heavy. And if you are not awake, you will miss them. A major one, and this most definitely happens when you give birth in real life, your relationships shift and change. And guess what, babes? Yep, they sometimes fall apart. They absolutely do. 
And Bev, when people are giving, have just had birth and then their relationship was all good and then they have a baby and their relationship falls apart. How do you notice that like unfolding as a midwife? That, my darling, was my next, my next room. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't give us too much tea, but just give us a little bit and you can save it yeah, for your room. It's hard because men have seen their wives, partners in so much pain. For the first time, their partners in a, are in a position where they just can't, there's nothing they can do. And that's just normal, normal, box standard pregnancy you have your baby blah 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 but then you've got the situations where your wife has had to go into an emergency situation where staff are you know doors are flying open there's 15 staff in the room you're trying the husband poor thing is trying to melt into the wall um doesn't know what's going on buzzers are going or you know he sees his wife getting cut down below because the baby's you know, not doing well. So now the vagina and all that area no longer looks like what it, you know, the little lotus flower that it looked like before. <laughs> so a carny explosion, everything's mashed up down there now. And then he comes home and he's just shell-shocked. Just like, it's just like he's got PTSD, literally. Wow. He hasn't got a clue how to, how to, how to help. And sometimes that translates into he doesn't care. Mm -hmm. He's not he's not bonding with the baby, doesn't love me anymore, and it goes on and on and on. And as parents, as midwives, all we can do in those first few months is just look out for the signs. Luckily now, there are a lot more um, support groups for dads popping up, but men being men sometimes um, do not always access the, the, the um, support that's available to them because it's, it's not, it's a bit too, it's not really um, seen as macho, is it, to kind of, it's not very common, is it? It's not like a thing that's heavily spoke about. Sometimes you do see them because, you know, you're in the home and, you know, she'll say, babe, can you get that for me? And you'll go and get it. And she'll say, babe, can you, can, you, can you just get that? But I've got, no, not that one, that one over there. I keep telling you. Yeah, and it's just like, you think, oh, poor thing. And the thing is, do you know why it's, it's crazy? Because the things that you just said, like relationships, like fall apart. Um, one thing that I will say to people as well, which is basically the same, this is why we've done this room together as well, relationships will fall apart when you're growing because they no longer recognise you. They can no longer relate to you. They can no longer understand you. And one thing that I find crazy about when we're choosing to grow is we really want to hold on to who we are but we have to learn to let go of who we think we are to be who we really are. And as a result of that, sometimes you can see it. So sometimes you know that you're doing things differently. You've changed your habits. You've put different things in place and you literally can see that the other people can't keep up. So you're kind of cool. You're like, okay, cool. You know, other times it is painful. It is so, so painful when you lose people that you're close to literally because you've chose something better for yourself. It can be painful when friendships fall apart because you could have been heavily invested in them. You could have given them everything. You could have been the person that's always there regardless to what you're going through. And now you've decided to do something for you. They're not able to support you anymore. They're not able to stand by you. They, you, they, 
dish out the you think you're too good and who do you think you are and what's this group that you're into and what's this people that you're around and who do they think that they are all of that stuff comes again I just want to encourage you and let you know this is growing pains baby and this is what it looks like in real life and these are the parts that people don't want to talk about and these are the parts that people don't want to step into and these are the parts that people wish that they could dismiss and that it could be different, but actually it is a major part of the journey. And it happens when we give birth to children in real life relationships are under new pressure, they fall apart. Just like if you're the one that's starting the businesses, if you're the one that's the entrepreneur, I'm sorry, but there are parts of you that you cannot relate to the people that are working the nine to five. They don't understand what you've got to do. They don't understand that you've got a 24 7 365. So, yes, start the business. But when you start the business, please recognize that it is completely different to working a nine to five. The responsibility that I have, when I felt like I was at rock bottom a couple of days ago and someone was just like, oh, well, you're, you're Tanya, you always get up. I was like, I know. But they was like, okay, well then why don't you just take time off? Like, just, just chill, just, just do. And I said, I don't have that. I don't have that choice anymore. There is a level of responsibility that I have to show up for other people. But it is a constant reminder that I've got to be putting myself in a good place first. But I don't have that response. I don't, I no longer can turn it off. Actually, from the minute I became a mum, I couldn't turn it off. But when you're a mum to your community, when you're a mum to businesses, when you're a mum to different things, turn off what and do what with it? What exactly are you going to turn off? And it was in that moment I was like, yo, they can't actually understand. They actually think that there is an on and off button and there isn't one. I don't get to switch that button off anymore. It's all right that, yeah, we come into Clubhouse, she shows up. Get Listen, when I come into Clubhouse, if there's one person in here, I'm sticking to the program. If there's 20 people in here, I'm sticking to the program. What you have to start to do is different. You cannot wait until everybody else sees you. You can't wait until everybody else celebrates you. You can't wait until you hit those numbers that you've been writing down every year that you want to hit. It's got to be different. And it's the same for when you're going on your self-love journey, right? It has to be for you. But as a result of it, you are going to influence and impact some people along the way. And there are going to be some people along the way that rely on you, that count on you, that are rooting for you. And the days when you feel like quitting, the days where you feel lonely, the days where you feel like there is this is too much pressure and too much stress, do you know what? You've got to get up. And I'm not going to act like it's easy to always get up. It's not. But it's a part of growing. It's a part of becoming something new. It's a part of awakening. It's a part of wanting more. And one of the other things is you will become more intuitive and actually you will want to be of more service. There is no way, there is no way, and I say this to people all of the time, that you can level up and live and view life the same. When you start to level up and you start to spiritually reconnect with all that is and you recognize that you are truly truly a part of something bigger your level of service increases 
whether that is to give back to an environment, like to the environment, whether that is to save animals, whether that is to help human beings, whether that is to help young people, you cannot, this, this doesn't leave you alone. It doesn't go away. And for, so when people are saying to me, yeah, I'm living my best life, I'm meditating, I'm, I'm praying, I'm, I'm getting answers, I'm getting results, and they are selfish, I know for sure you ain't where you think you are, babes. You're really not. Because there is a level of service that comes with spiritual awakening. And it's huge. And it literally is from when you break it down to the root, the knowingness that we're a part of something bigger. The difficult thing is some people get stuck there. They get stuck in service. They get stuck in giving. They get stuck in wanting to save the world. And they forget that actually you're growing too. You're evolving too. So you've got to continue to level up. You've got to continue to do the work and then allow everything around you to come with it. But it's an internal job first. It's an internal thing first. It's just like when you have your baby, you recognize, oh my God, and I say if you're a healthy mum, because not all healthy mothers recognise this, but if you're a healthy mum, you actually recognise something greater depends on me. Something greater is relying on me and now I've got to give. I've got to provide. I've got to be responsible. It's the exact same thing in the growing process of self, in the growing process of mentally growing, emotionally growing, spiritually growing. It's the same things. Bev, you got anything to say? And one other thing I will add, <laughs> one of my last points that will happen is, child, you will become, if you're noticing that you are becoming increasingly sensitive, oh, child, you're just about to give birth. Oh, child, you're just growing. Oh, child, <laughs> it is growing pains because your senses are awakening. And when your senses awaken, you become very sensitive. And whether that is sensitive to energy in a room, whether that is sensitive to the word that people speak to you with, whether that is becoming sensitive to where you can work and what you can do and who you can be around, this is all a part of growing. This is a part of what the growing pains look like because we all love to speak about how beautiful it is to give birth, how beautiful it is to create something. The, the pain comes with it too. But the pain is to help you actually grow. But it can be dismissed and it cannot be recognized and therefore people can punk out and people can quit. But I want to let you guys know that all of these things are a part of growing. Bev, you got anything to say on there? And, and that's where the saying labour of love, I believe, originally came from. Because, you know, no matter how, no matter whether your child is born vaginally or through the sunroof, it's the labour of love. Because mm -hmm. at the end of you're going to get something so precious, so delightful, something, you know, you never know a love like it until you had a child, generally. Um, obviously, there are mums who suffer with um, postnatal issues, you know, postnatal depression, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, generally, you know, so you do, you do, it is a labor of love. And I think most mums that I've spoken to, when they come out of that place, that kind of, um, that fog, it's, it's, you know, you, you almost,
always have like an altered perception of awareness when you're in labor. It's like, you know, you're, you are again, as I said, it's like you're looking at yourself. You're not quite aware and you have an altered perception. So when people say you did this and that, you think, did I? I don't remember doing that. Mm-hmm. I don't. But when they're, they're done and they're, you know, they're breastfeeding and they're holding their baby and they look back and they say, wow, I did that because let's face it, most of us who have had vaginal birth or gone through the labor process, whilst in that moment we literally thought we were going to die sorry for those that haven't had babies i do beg your pardon (laughs) where you think there's no way you can go through this and survive when you do and you come out the other side as as tanya was saying you birth that you know you have your child and you're just like wow i think if women really knew how powerful and how strong they really were I think, you know, myself included, I think we get a lot more done for ourselves in this world. A thousand percent. I think there's absolutely nothing that compares to the labour of giving birth. Nothing. And I want you guys to know it really is the same when you're when you're going through the journey of self. It really yeah, yeah. Apparently they like giving birth to having Every every bone in your body broken at the same time. Just FYI. So if you can go through that, we can go. Us women, we can go through anything. We we literally are just like superheroes walking with breasts and vaginas. Just Just to make it clear, (laughs) but just so you guys know, that's what it feels like. Like when you're giving birth to something, there's so many stages um, and it could be giving birth to yourself, giving birth to your true self, right? Giving birth to how the father knows you, how the creator knows you, how everything he put inside of you, he wants it to come out. And there we're having to go through processes daily, monthly, yearly of going through these processes and these periods and these stages of giving birth. But we don't recognize it as that because it feels like it's too much. It feels like we can't do it. It feels like we can't push. It feels like there is gonna be no beauty at the end of this cycle. But ultimately we have to keep pushing and we have to recognize that beauty will come. Even when it doesn't feel like there's beauty in the journey, the beauty will come. There is nothing like that compared to the feeling of like the final product when you're writing something, developing it, communicating with people, getting the parts together, it could feel like hell, it could feel like it's never ever gonna happen. But when that final vision really comes to manifestation, nothing compares to that. And so I just wanted to do this room to encourage you guys to keep pushing, keep pressing, keep recognizing that the growing pains are literally a part of the journey too. The growing pains are not where you stage exit left because, oh shit, this is not fucking working. No, it's not that. It is when the pain gets heavy, when the pressure gets intense, when it feels like you cannot do it anymore, that is where you push. That is not where you quit. When everybody can no longer understand you, when people think you've lost your shit, yes, you're in the right room. When you're lonely and you look around you and none of your friends are there anymore, yes, you've grown. When people can't even reach you anymore. Yes, you've grown. 
when all of this is being like, oh my God, I am alone. Nobody flipping understands me. Why the hell did I start this journey to be by myself? Yes, you are in the right place. Because before that, everybody was just adding up to your ego. Everybody was showing up to clap for your ego. Everybody was showing up to be who you think you are. And I'm just reminding you that you need to strip all of that shit back. And it's uncomfortable and it hurts. And you feel lonely, but it's a part of the process. And it's not the part of the process where they go, oh, just think positively and everything you want will come to you and it feels amazing. No, this too is a part of that same process where things will come, but you've got to go through the darkness to get there. You've got to go through the pain and still feel like pushing. You've got to go through that season where you're like, yo, shit, I don't even know who I am. When you don't wake up and you start feeling like, I don't even know who I am. Yes, you are in a great place. But some of you, because the world has done a poor job at teaching you who you really are, you want to label it depression. You want to label it anxiety. You want to label it OCD. You want to label it, label it being dramatic. And I'm just telling you that that's some bullshit. And what I'm telling you is if you sit with it long enough, if you question it long enough, if you fight long enough, it will reveal to you the truth. And the truth is, it is a spiritual awakening. And it ain't the pretty fairy pixie dust that they painted it to be. It's not that. It really is not that. And so there's seven stages to this baby girls. And I wanna break down these stages for you. So stage one is actually called the spiritual awakening. And you might be able to cross-reference some of these Bev, but this is the stage where you question everything. And because you were questioning everything, you start to declutter. You start to remove, you start to get rid of things and you start to replace and shift your habits. So you're getting into new awareness and you put things in. At this point, you can actually feel amazing. You can feel like, yes. Yes. You know, just before you give birth, you get that cleaning spree, don't you? Where you just start bloody well cleaning. <laughs> yep. See, same thing. So you can also feel voids as well. You can also feel like something's missing. So you might constantly start to feel like I need something, I need something, I need something. It could be like your cravings in pregnancy, I guess. But you start to feel like something is missing. So you're looking, you're looking, you're trying to replace it. That's stage one. Stage two, <laughs> the dark side, it's called. This is where your soul is shifting. And this is what many of us will know as rock bottom. Noticed I said rock bottom. Some of y'all keep claiming depression. I'm just telling y'all it's just rock bottom. And if you're willing to hit rock bottom, it is a great place to be. People don't wanna go here, but I'm telling you it's great because when you hit the bottom, there's only one way up, babes. There's only one way out and that is to get up. And that is exactly what it feels like. This is when your system is updating. So it's like the new stuff you've started to search for and seek for. And as you've started to question, right, your ego begins to be stripped away. Now, this can be the most challenging time in the season 
because you will feel like everything is coming up against you. I don't know if any of you have ever gone on like a journey of reawakening or learning yourself and you feel good, you feel good, you feel good, but everything you're doing, it feels like boom, something is stopping you, boom, that is blocking you, boom, this is coming up against you. This is just stage two, babes. This is just a part of the process and it's called the dark side. And again, the only way out of this side is to get your ass up and keep it moving. Sorry, Tanya, I'm just relating as you're talking. Um, that reminds me of when a lady first first um, says, you know, she's pregnant. You go through the, the process of booking it. She's distraught. She doesn't know how she's going to cope. She doesn't know how she's going to be a mum. Then I tell her husband, her mother, her uncle, everybody. And then, you know, six weeks later, you see her and she's got her hair and big tails and she looks as cute as shit. Mm -hmm. Yep. When they finally accept, that was me, when you finally accept that you're pregnant and you're like, okay, we're going to do this. And if we're going to do this, we're going to do this cute as hell. Yes. <laughs> And stage three is the sponge process, which is probably the process that Bev is talking about now. This is when you're soaking it all in. So you've gone through the dark side, you recognize that, okay, cool. This is gonna be uncomfortable. There's gonna be challenges. Mm, this ain't gonna be as light work as I thought it was gonna be. And you start branching out. So you start trying new things. It's like when you decide, you know what? My old wardrobe doesn't suit me anymore. So you go shopping and you want to change the way that you look, right? But in order to get there, you've got to try on loads of new different clothes, different styles. You've got to see what season you're in. Just like me, when I put on weight, my whole wardrobe gets chucked out. Just like when I lose weight, it gets chucked out because them clothes don't fit me. They don't suit me. And sometimes I don't even put on weight, but my figure changes. So when my figure changes, I literally literally just cannot wear the same things it just doesn't suit me anymore so I'm always having to figure out like okay what do we vibe with in this season what do we wear in that season it's the exact same with your spiritual awakening journey you will begin to try new rituals you'll be questioning what your religion means to you how do you break that down what does that look like? Do you still believe that to be true? You know, and now you're trying new habits and you're redeveloping your beliefs. So you might have believed something for years and all of a sudden you're like, what? That's not true. This is the sponge. You're starting to eat up new ideas, new ways of being, new habits. That's stage three. Stage four, the Satori self. This word actually comes from a Buddhist term called meaning comprehension honey this is where this is one of my favorite stages and probably y'all's too it's where you begin to see yourself as your true self so you start to see and notice and observe your true nature and what I love is if you're like me and you've already done the maths because some of us have tapped into numbers four represents foundation and so at stage four this is where, if you think about it, you're laying your new foundation. This is where you start to honor and embody your true self. You start to do things because it's like, you know what? I deserve that. You know what? That feels true to me. You know what? That actually represents me because you've stepped outside of the dark side of doing things for other people, showing up for other people, being there for other people. Miss Beth? You're unmuted, darling. Sorry, darling. I think we can hear the mist is talking to you. I'm trying to cut him off, you know. So sorry. That's okay. Just hit mute. Um, 
So with the Satori self, that's where you see yourself as your true self. So you honor and embody your true self by acknowledging and recognizing this. Guess what, baby girl? This is where you start to nurture your gifts, your talents and your skills. So in stage four, this is where you start to feel like more creative. This is where you start to think, you know what? I'm going to do that because it feels good. I'm going to step into that because I'm actually good at that. I'm going to do that because you know what? I'm great at this. This is where you really start to step into who you are and you're honoring yourself because up until this point we really don't necessarily honor ourselves because we don't necessarily know who we are but we start to honor ourselves in step four which leads us into step five which is soul mastery or soul school I like to call it and this is by the way I just want to sign a disclaimer so y'all know because some of you will go back and forth, back and forth through these stages and you just won't cut yourself some credit. And so I just want to say out loud that stage five alone can take decades. I'm just going to say that again in case you didn't hear me. Stage five can take decades. Not days, not weeks, not months, not years, but decades. And this is where you have got to know your soul. This is where you truly remember who you are. And now you're in the process of figuring out what works for you. So your soul keeps healing, it keeps healing, it keeps healing. And as it keeps healing, it keeps growing, it keeps growing. As it keeps growing, it keeps glowing. That makes complete sense, especially for mums that have, you know, like mums that have had maybe three, four, five, six, seven kids. Yeah. It's like they're telling you how this is going to roll because they know themselves, they know their bodies, they know how what feels good, what don't feel good. They know, you chat and chat, it's like, all right, it's not going to work. Yeah. I know, I know that how this is going to go. Can you please help me to achieve A, B and C? Sorry to cut you. No, I love that. That's good. I want you to chop in. And it's important to know that in stage five, you're growing. And so the growing can often feel like a washing machine, like you're in the spin, oh, you're out, you dry, oh, you're spinning again. The growing season can last forever. It really, really can. But the important thing is to keep going through it, is to keep pushing through, is to keep recognizing that healing is a part of the journey. Letting go is part of the journey. And then we reach to number six. Stage six, <laughs> one of my favorites, it's called surrender. And in the surrender, it's where we release and let go. It's where our structure, our beliefs, and everything that has kept us from the truth, we'll release it, we'll let it go. We'll give in. And when we give in, only then do we step into our power. Up until all of those other points, we haven't stepped into our power because we haven't let go. We haven't fully released all of the stuff that don't no longer serves us. But because we know ourselves by now, because we've been growing, we've actually figured out a lifestyle that works for us. But there could still be people or habits that hold us back. And this is where we will release them so we can fully step into our power. And I love this because I feel like you really go through this stage as a parent where 
you know, you grow with the child, you get to know the child, you get to know yourself, you get to know how things work, you keep recognising that you have to keep shifting and changing things. And then there comes a point where as a parent, you have to decide, yo, I've got to let this put my baby go. And it's not you stepping away from being a parent, but actually it's allowing that child to grow. And for some of us women, we've been dating men where their mamas won't let them go where their mamas won't let them grow. And so if you're raising sons in this room, I just want to encourage you that there is a stage and a place, and I've been practicing it since my boys were young, please let them go. Please don't be married to your sons. Please don't replace your sons with the fathers that you wish you would have had. Let them go, let them grow, but recognize that's not you releasing yourself as a parent. It's a part of the journey. And maybe some of us do it to our little girls. And so just be encouraged that this is a major part of a spiritual awakening. This is a major part of birthing. This is a major part of stepping into something new. There comes a season, a stage and a time where you have to literally let it go and then finally we arrive at stage seven which is awareness and service and this is where we recognize the full identity and divinity of who we are and in every single moment we give ourselves permission to flow with grace and clarity and you actually live in service to others, which gives you great happiness and contentment. And I'm very grateful to say that there's a major part of my life where I'm in that sector. And so you don't get days off. You don't get to quit. You don't get to hit that off button. Because the amazing thing about this is when you live in service to others, it is because you are so divinely connected, right? That you just get a direct message. It's like an email to your brain and it tells you what to do. It's like a straight DM that says, hey, this is what you're gonna do. And because you're living in that dance of going to God, sitting with God, waiting, getting the message, then following through and delivering, you just start to have more confidence. You start to live in more grace. You start to live in more clarity. So you, you, you don't want to hold on to anything that's not that. And then when you are in alignment and you pop up and you help someone at the right time, you give someone what they need. One amazing thing to show as well that you're in a growing stage is you ask for help and it shows up. One of my old mentors used to say, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And that is exactly how it works in real life. As much as you feel stuck sometimes when you really surrender, right? The teacher shows up. It really does. What you need is there, whether it comes in a conversation, whether it comes randomly sitting on a train, whether it comes on a piece of paper that you just happen to read, it comes out of nowhere. And in order to get there, you've got to be willing to let go. You've got to be willing to release your control. And if you've just done the maths on all of those steps, y'all will recognize that seven, seven represents the cycle of nature, seven represents harmony. It's so crazy how there is maths behind everything. 
And when I say harmony, it's not harmony standing by itself. It's harmony as in seven is like a full cycle, just like God created the world in seven days. And on the seventh day, he rested because he had done all of the work in stage one to six. He'd done it. He'd completed. He said, I'm good. He never went back and questioned it. He just allowed. And he asked. And so it was. He created and so it manifested. And I just think we've got to get better at recognizing that when we put motion into something, the miracle will come. Let's not start questioning ourselves halfway through. Let's stop stepping out halfway through. Let's stay committed to what we said we were going to commit to way before we felt like committing to it. Because you're not always going to feel like showing up. You're not always going to feel like doing the work. You're not always going to feel like getting up. But that's discipline, baby. And discipline is where the results come. So that's me. I pray y'all have enjoyed the stages of spiritual awakening. Anybody in the audience got any questions? I would love to hear from you or any points that struck you like, yes, I needed to hear that today. Anything at all, please put your hands up and come up to the stage and we can talk. And Miss Bev, any last words? Yeah, I just wanted to say, just to relate what you were saying back to um, all of those amazing cycles, by the way, amazing. Um, and just coming full circle, you know, the first um, day that a mum goes home with her newborn, especially if it's her first child, when we see them the following day, they literally come in, their eyes are like saucers, like proper deer caught in the headlights. Can't do this. I'm going to end up killing this child. What am I supposed to do? The thing is, if you spend a grand on a TV, you go home with a manual. You have a newborn baby. We say, bye-bye now. Take care. Enjoy. It's like, what the f***? We've lost you, Bev. The internet didn't like the swear words. <laughs> Ms. Bev. Are you back? We lost you, but you're on mute. If you're, oh, we lost her. She'll come back. Anybody in the audience got anything to say? But I think she was going to go on to saying that we don't have a manual for motherhood, and I just want to literally say that we do not have a manual for each individual soul and each individual's process. So there's loads of stuff that could help you out here. There's loads of things that could guide you on your way. There's loads of practices that you can implement, praying, meditating, exercise, journaling, listening to positive audios, blah, blah, blah. But I will tell you guys this, none of them are going to be the one or direct answer that is gonna put you, you personally, you on the path to being your greatest self. That has to be a choice that you wake up and make every day. And in order for you to make that choice, there are going to have to be things that you put into practice. There is going to have to be things where you trial and error. You experience trial and error, but you keep going. There is going to be no straight walking path that's going to get you to the end if there is an end. Because ultimately, this is a lifelong journey. And maybe when you start seeing it like that, you start giving yourself permission to live. You start giving yourself permission to be, but you start giving yourself permission to do all of these things with more awareness and more consciously. 
because we are so incredible, so powerful, so divine, so connected, that if we just gave ourselves permission to tap into that energy a bit more, if we think life is lit now, yo, life becomes seriously lit. Because things are said when you ain't even speaking. You hear things when people aren't even talking or moving. You know what to do and you're sitting in silence in the dark. There is answers in everything. But you've got to be willing to get still enough to hear it, see it, feel it and connect with it. And you've got to be willing to move enough to be it. Because what you're looking for is you. But half of you won't go to the mirror and half of you won't do the work. And the answers are in the mirror. Hello? Yes, you're back. We got you. Oh, how odd. Where did I get to? Um, that you don't get a manual when you go home. Oh, gosh. I, I said, I won't eat one. <laughs> Jesus, whole mother. Sorry. <laughs> no, basically, yeah. So I was saying you don't get a manual when you go home. Um, if you, you, you know, that first night when they go home, baby's crying, they kind of feel so out of their depth. They feel as though they're not going to be able to do this. They're not going to be able to succeed at this thing called parenthood. But the thing is, when they come and visit you that next morning at the clinic, they say, oh my gosh, you know, they've got, they usually have it all written down, like a list A4 of all the things that they believe went wrong. And they say, you know, and this happened. And you say, yeah, good, okay. And they say, that happened. You say, fantastic. You see their shoulders drop a little bit and their eyes are not as wide. And you say to them, whatever it is that you think that you don't know, you know so much more today than you knew yesterday. And tomorrow it will go. And that's how it will keep going on and on. And you just say, welcome to parenthood. You're doing this. This is happening. And, you know, they just they walk out of there, you know, full of pride. And they're like, oh, my gosh, you know. So it's an amazing moment. I love it. I love that. And I think that's a perfect way to wrap up. You won't know today, right? But you don't give yourself permission to learn tomorrow. But tomorrow, you'll know way more than you knew today. Because you would be experiencing it. You would be living in it. You would have learned some things through it. So I just want to encourage y'all to just keep going and recognize that growing pains are also a part of birthing something incredible. Growing pains are also a part of stepping into territory that you don't know. And I'm telling you, it will be beautiful, right? But growing pains are also an incredible part of the journey too. Just before we check out, any questions, any feedback, anyone in the audience want to speak? I'm tired of coming to these rooms. Everybody's quiet. No, they're just going to, when Tanya speaks, everyone goes into, we're just going to be quiet mode. And I'm like, from tomorrow, I'm going to switch it up <laughs> because my mouth be hurting me and it's just so dead. <laughs> It's just like, what the hell? Hi, Shanice. Hi. Well, I just got back home, so um, I've just been listening all this time. But I just wanted to say that um, it's been a very interesting conversation this past week, and it's really making me um, really look at... Um, okay, you should... 
uh, it's really making me look at myself um, a lot differently and like having a lot more self-awareness and I know you were touching on one point um, and one of the steps about um, rock bottom and um, I've always found myself in that place a lot of the time but as you know it's always been me thinking it's depression I've always been that person that's claimed anxiety and claimed depression a lot in my life um, so it was nice to just hear you know rock bottom isn't what you think it is it's the perfect place to actually start building yourself back up um but this whole conversation was just really amazing um you guys are just like bringing life to me this week like literally i love that shanice and yes you definitely are one of those people that claims depression and oh why me and oh, ah, ah. and the crazy thing is um i think that for some of us we can go to those places a lot we can go to those places like <laughs> a lot of the time some stuff happens we do the work we do the work we hit we move we move and then boom before you know it we're at rock bottom and we've just been taught and we keep telling ourselves that this is oh we're not good enough it's not going to change things are not going to happen and I just it was laying heavy on my chest to do this room because I know when people are there right and I know what people are calling it and I'm just like no it's a part of spiritual awakening hitting that rock bottom sorry it means that you're able to lay a solid foundation that means that whatever you build on top of it is going to stand so let's just get to laying the bricks like let's stop lying there and thinking I'm stuck in the mud and I also think that as a woman we've got to stop associating our strength with how many times we make it out of the mud I hate it when people say, oh my God, you're so strong because of what you've been through. And oh my God, you're so, no, I'm strong because I'm a woman, period. I'm strong because I'm a human being, period. There was millions of sperms that ran to the egg and I made it, bro. I made it just like you lot did. There was millions of sperm that were running to the egg and they didn't make it, you did. You was already born with a fighting spirit. Stop counting yourself out. And honestly, as I'm speaking to y'all, I'm speaking to me, stop counting yourself out. It's light work now. That's easy business for you lot. You are an accomplished, count yourself outer. Bro, be accomplished at calling yourself great. Be accomplished at calling yourself higher. Be accomplished at getting yourself in a room and taking up a whole damn table and not just a seat. Because if we don't start giving ourselves permission to do this, then who is? a government that we want to cuss or people that are leadership who we don't even rate, like rate yourself, please. Start putting some respect on your name, please. Like real talk, this is the attitude that we've got, like momentum has to increase. Affirmations have to go up, but affirmations ain't shit if you ain't living them. Like seriously, we've got to get ourselves in the room and start being our own cheerleader and being like, yo, we're going to go hard because this time we ain't going home. It's so easy, it's so easy to go back into that default setting. Even in these, these few weeks since, you know, our, our level up thing, it's easy. You find, you find, you just find yourself there and you think, oh, how did I get here? Yeah. I don't remember getting here. And the thing is, it's a part of it. Like, it's a part oh. of your program to be there. And you've been programmed to be there for so long that you no longer, that you no longer know that it's a program. So you just have to keep going. 
Let's go. Thank you so much, Miss Shanice. Cece, well gone. Grand evening, ladies. Um, I pray everybody's well. That was a really amazing conversation. Um, I, as a woman who has given birth um, three times, um, and just really understanding the process of giving birth and how much I've changed as a person with every experience of giving birth, it was very relatable. Um, but also just in my life, um, talking about the change of relationships, that bit touched me differently, I must admit. Um, and just how I'm growing as a person, I just found the conversation very relatable, um, so much key points, and the way that the two came together, the concept of actually physically birthing, and birthing something spiritual was amazing. So I just need to say thank you. I love that. Thank you so much. And I love how it's funny because even if you're catching this later on the podcast or you're here now, I knew that from the title, some people would grow. I mean, some people would jump out quick because they would think it's just to do with labor and physically giving birth. And this is another thing that if anybody listens to this or you're listening to this right now, I'm asking you, I am seriously inviting you. I don't care how old you are. You are never too old to give birth to a new mindset. Start looking at things differently. Start taking off the barriers and the boundaries that you keep putting in your eyes and your mind because you look at something and you think it's something. Stay in the room long enough to recognize where the conversation is going to go or where those people can move you to or how those people can heal you. Because a lot of the time we're going into places with a, a um, what's that word, a, pre, a preconceived idea. And this is what the whole conversation has been about. You can have a preconceived idea of what parenthood looks like. You can have a preconceived idea of what building a business looks like. You can have a preconceived idea of what um, becoming your best self looks like. But I'm here to tell you that it ain't going to look nothing like what you thought it was going to look. And when you're willing to go all the way through the journey, oh my God, is it going to blow your mind? My children, no one could have told me that having children would teach me so much. No one could have told me it. Just like nobody would have prepared me for how much it was going to change me or grow me. But it was an experience that I have to be willing to walk every day. And so if you see the title and you think, oh my God, I haven't got children or I haven't given birth, so it's not for me, child, you just missed out. You just missed out on being prepared for what it feels like to give birth to something brand new. You just missed out on being prepared of what it feels like to go through a spiritual awakening. We're in 2021, son. And if you don't know by now that half the things that are being fed to you, whether it is the media or socially or conversation, it is an illusion. And I'm just saying, I pray y'all start seeing through the illusions. Because I'm not coming here with no flipping milk in my tea anymore. I'm coming here with straight black coffee, period. Miss Dixie. Come on, you know when you feel like you just get told off and then someone calls your name? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that wasn't to you, honey. I'm just talking out loud. <laughs> 
Did you take notes, girl? Um, I did them. I did them. <laughs> Shanice, you're gonna have to go back your damn self because ain't nobody took notes um, today, girl. No. What did you say, Claudine? I'm gonna really listen to it because there's definitely things that I need to pick up. But I was um feeding the baby, so my hands occupied. Sorry. That's all right, babe. So, guys, this will be uploaded shortly, and I pray that y'all enjoy the conversation. Oh, yeah, and one more thing. I'm definitely going to send this to um, my girls because it's weird because on Saturday a bit of a situation happened and they feel like they're at rock bottom. And I was literally saying something that every tango is up. So I can't wait for you to put it up later so I can share it with, you know. Yes, please get to sharing with people because sometimes I do speak about things that are uncomfortable and I do speak about things in a way that people, other people won't speak about it. Um, and to be honest, I'm not going to stop. I'm legit not going to stop because at the end of the day, th there's so much information out here, right? And there's so much ways that we can learn and grow, but I don't want to just come in here and have good conversation and you not have something that you can take away with you. So I always try to come and leave steps or give you a process or give you something that you can do so that if any point you experience what we speak about, you can come back to it and you can find answers right? You can find some kind of help or support or assistance that will help you get to wherever you want to go. And again, just before we leave, I just really want to tell somebody that loneliness is a part of growing, babes. Losing friends is a part of growing, feeling numb, stuck, um, 
sensitive all of these things are a part of growing and you've just got to keep on going you know and you do experience these things after giving birth and I'm talking about physically giving birth like actually having a baby but also when you've given birth to something new when that project that vision that thing has only been put and placed inside of you other people can't understand it they don't understand the mission that you're on they don't understand the vision that you have because they're not supposed to And so we do have to cut some people off. We do have to release some people, but your path along the way, it starts to matter more. Your level of service starts to increase. You start to see the world differently. You start to recognize that you've got something to give and you start honoring those gifts and talents and skills inside of you because you recognize that you are a part of something bigger and it all matters. So please be encouraged to keep going. Please know that if you're feeling more sensitive, it's a part of the journey too. Or even you're feeling more childish. So you're starting to wonder more. You're starting to discover more. You're starting to want to invest in things that you've never ever thought you would invest in. These are all signs of a spiritual awakening. These are all signs of giving birth. These are all signs of growing pain, babes. So keep growing. And I thank y'all so much for being here for participating in the room, for coming up to the stage and talking. Shout out Miss Bev for doing her first clubhouse room with me. Woo, 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 woo. Let's flash your mic. Amazing. Amazing. I left my shit at the door. I'm sorry, I'm cussing too much today, boy. <laughs> I left my stuff at the door and I feel whole. Thank you so much. I love that so much. And I know that, you know, me and Bev are going through our own growing pains as we serve, right? As we're here showing up. Um, it is the these rooms only come to me based on what I'm experiencing. I'll just tell y'all that. And um sometimes it's things that I've been through, and sometimes it's things I'm going through now. But I only talk about what spirit tells me to talk about. So I never know what's going to be the next topic. I never know what's coming next. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But guess what? I'm back tomorrow morning at 7.30 a.m. Kickstarting your day with rise and win. So join me here for your morning cup of tea, some soul food and morning motivation to make sure that you have an incredible day. Because guess what? It's hump day. So tomorrow we're going to take it up a notch and we're going to make sure that we're motivated to slay the end of the week. Again, thank you all for being here. Thank you for listening. And if you love this and you share it, because I upload this on my podcast, um, please feel free to share. And if you share it and you want to keep in contact with me, then find me on Instagram or Facebook at Tanya Brooks Carty. Lots of love, queens. Be great. Have an awesome, awesome evening. You're very welcome.